1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard They say a win's a win Unless of course it's a 2-0 win against San Marino Which does little to improve the national mood after Kazakhstan Alex McLeish insists the campaign isn't over As it goes on the back burner until June The travelling Tartan army booed the team at full time We'll hear what the captain made of that as well I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans The SFA are in serious trouble The people who booed Scotland off the park in San Marino the people who directed offensive chants towards the SFA hierarchy in San Marino are the hardcore, die-hard foot soldiers of the Tartan Army. If they don't go to games and stage a revolt, then there are very few others who care about the team. The SFA needs cash. They still haven't completed the transaction to buy Hamden from Queen's Park. They still don't have a major sponsor. And under those circumstances, they can't afford to suffer damage to the revenue streams they already have. The fans are speaking out The SFA had better start listening Well Hugh's right um, I think a lot of people will be of that same opinion That the SFA have a big decision to make this week Because following on from um, the Kazakhstan, uh, yeah, Kazakhstan game That everyone thought there was going to be this positive reaction Alex McLeish could at least get his team to go out And, and rack up a resounding victory against San Marino And even with six changes The team... Weren't able to do that That's worrying signs And Hugh touched on it The big crowd That went to San Marino And booed them Is the life And soul of Scotland World famous Tartan Army If they aren't happy The SFA have big problems It just shows you Hugh The damage was done On Thursday yes. There was very little If anything That we could do To repair that damage Against San Marino Because of where they are yeah. You know The 2-0 Clearly it wasn't A good performance you get away with a 2-0 win against San Marino If you've won the previous game Sure Especially over there But the damage was done on Thursday And last night just compounded it There is no point to San Marino They will lose to everyone in the group Home and away Therefore the only thing you do is You turn up and play them Because if you don't turn up and play them You'll be thrown out of the tournament For not fulfilling your fixture list What Alec had to do last night Was at least put up a performance We know that it's all about Kazakhstan last Thursday But if there had been a performance Then it would have kept everyone at bay For a, a moment or two But it was shambolic And it's just added to the misery 0141 That is the number you need Let's hear from you We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Alex McLeish says It was important to get the three points After losing in Kazakhstan He is disappointed They didn't kick on from the early goal And that they didn't take chances Later in the game he said to the lads, implored them before the game that you get a goal, get the ball and look for another one as quickly as possible. And um, then we we kind of get into a little rut, you know, some stray passes, not like some of the, the excellent players we have, not like them for that to happen. But a tiredness creeping in with one or two players, resulting in the substitutions. But uh, getting the second goal was the goal that settled everybody. And we made four or five chances after that, which... You know, really wish to take and great to see that the, the guys coming into the team and making the chances. It's been a difficult weekend for us. We knew that, you know, one nil, two nil was not going to be looked at in, in any great light at all. 
it was important for us to win after the the disappointment in Kazakhstan. Everybody's hurting on that one, and we never quite got the avalanche of goals that everybody was looking for. You know, there's a little bit of agitation, obviously, and uh, when we didn't get the second goal, then the players get a little bit nervy. We're only human. I mean, Mark, you, you've played in loads of games where you are the overwhelming favourite. You cannot simply guarantee that you will turn up and score five, six, seven goals. It just doesn't no, happen. No. Just look across football at any level, in any competition, it doesn't mm. always happen. That said, people were clearly expecting a bit more and the performance was just dull. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it, Gordon. I think the gap between the teams, I mean, San Marino, rock bottom and world rankings, you know, like Hugh says, Hugh says there's no point to him. He's basically right. You know, there are nothing said. So for all your players to go there and perform Probably as poorly as they did in Kazakhstan I think we were lucky that we were playing San Marino Now looking at back at the game San Marino didn't have any clear cut chances But they had a few little little uh, breaks The one they, they go round Bain And that's just not good enough for the Tartan Army They expected our players to go there and take command of that game While we had loads of possession And we created one or two chances Scored a couple of goals The fans are looking for much more And that's the one thing that our coaching team weren't able to get that out of the players Because I said it on Thursday night After the game We have the players These players are good players at club level They're all playing uh, And they're all at a good place in their career Good age group However when they come together In this Scotland setup, They seem to fail And there seems to be uh, You know I've read people saying There's an apathy about the team That seems to be the case And that's a worrying thing And going forward To the Cyprus game in June you wonder what kind of crowd will want to turn up and see that team play if the current structure is still in place. And then going forward, one more to Belgium, you then start to fear, if we play that against San Marino in Kazakhstan, what are we going to be like away from home against the number one team in the world? Just to be clear, Hugh, you've outlined what you think should happen. What do you think will happen? Will there be a decision to remove Alex McLeish this week in your no, mind? No, no, not for you. Not a chance. Uh, he will go on. Into the game against Cyprus at Hamden Now Cyprus lost 2-0 to Belgium last night But Belgium are the number one ranked side in the world So we have to be careful of another Yet another banana skin When Cyprus go to Hamden on the 8th of June It's a Saturday night The crowd will be very low Because there is no enthusiasm for the national team It's June Folk will have started to go on holiday It's a Saturday night People will have better things to do with their Saturday night Than watch Cyprus at Hamden So it'll have to negotiate that match And hope that nothing happens that affects the group And then when we get to Brussels To play Belgium the following midweek Everything comes into sharp focus Josh is a Scotland fan on the line Somewhere between San Marino and Irvine <laughs> How was it Josh? Um, another great trip, guys. But um, yeah, I mean, the result was uh, not what we wanted at all. Um, there was a lot of anger um, in the stadium last night, um, and um, I have to say that, that, that those are the kind of sentiments that, that I feel myself. Um, and it's more so. It's it's not so much directed at the players because, as Mark was saying, the players on paper. This is a very good team. This is a very good squad. You look at, you know, who we have, who they play for. We've got a great squad, um, and even 
a lot of fans I, I speak to, you know, obviously like we speak a lot and, um, you know, when we're partying and that, going to the games. Um, and a lot of the blame isn't actually directed at Alec McLeish, it's more so towards the SFA um, and their appointment of Alec McLeish, which, in my opinion, um, I suppose with the benefit of hindsight, has definitely been the wrong appointment. Uh, Josh, the, the mood in the stadium last night, the, the booing, is that is that the first time you, you've heard that type of thing? Because generally, and you'll know this more than me because you go to most of the away games, that's the, the hardcore, if you like. They are the the most supportive of the Scotland fans. I remember remember when we played Gibraltar over in Portugal and there was a feeling in the country that Gordon Strachan, his time was up and there was getting a lot of criticism. But in the stadium that night, it didn't translate. The fans all got behind him. Gordon Strachan spoke about how much it meant to him and he went on to, to continue in the role. So you don't often hear that from a, a Scotland support on the road. Was that Was that a new experience for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and most people um, would say the same that, that this is the first time. This is the first time I've been to any football game, and I've heard the team's own supporters chanting, "You're getting sacked in the morning," you know, to their own manager. Um, it, it was. It's never anything that I've experienced um, following Scotland, and I have to say, you know, when when there was, you know, I was I was involved in it myself, um, you know, with certain chants about the SFA. Um, Etc. And, and it, it, you know, it stems from a place of anger, really at the Kazakhstan game, obviously, but at the total apathy of the performance last night. There was no organisation. There's just no structure. You know, they get and players are getting the ball and they, they look as if they're hiding. You know, it, no one's shown for the ball. It's just it's not the Scotland team that. Okay, Gordon Strachan had his failings. Um, in the, the previous two campaigns, and, and we didn't qualify. But uh, this is a different team. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you know, and it's obviously a different t- team in terms of personnel. But the whole style of play is just not, you know. I mean, two 0 against San Marino. I mean, it's a team full of taxi drivers and factory workers. The SFA has a massive credibility problem. Alan McRae, the president, is regarded as a joke figure. Among football supporters And that's not got everything to do with Making a cup draw with Rod Stewart one day uh, He's a massive joke figure In the eyes of the supporters And he's not been forgiven for Abandoning the search For a Scotland manager to replace Gordon Strachan Because Michael O'Neill said no And he went to an old pal And he made it sound as if he'd gone to an old pal Who begins a press conference To introduce the new Scotland manager By going on about how long you've known him And you were once on his testimonial committee How do you draw Mm. attention away from the fact That it's old pal's time By doing that kind of thing Rod Petrie goes effortlessly And he's the next president Unless somebody opposes him Rod Petrie goes effortlessly From one calamity to the other both at the SFA and at Hibs. This is the man who called a riot at Hamden after the Hibs Rangers Cup final over exuberance. This is the man who somehow lost Neil Lennon, who had Hibs playing their best football in a long, long time. He was not pushed, he did not jump, but somehow Neil Lennon was no longer the manager. And this guy is going to be the next president of the SFA. Uh, Mark Wilson, and it seems as if the apathy is such that we're now caught in this sort of vicious cycle. Um, Because let me be very clear, if you're a fan and you follow Scotland with such dedication, spend so much money, travel all across the globe, you've got every single right to make your feelings heard. So let me be clear about that. However, as a footballer, 
If you are on the back of what has been labelled the worst ever result in Scotland's history, your mm-hmm. confidence is bound to be low. Mm-hmm. The fans are then booing. Is it really that surprising that you don't perform in this swashbuckling, expansive, expressive way and sweep San Marino aside by seven goals? Now, look, I, I think if you were playing someone further up the rankings, then you would. I would sympathise. I would say, yeah, that's a tough environment, a tough gig. You know, the fans aren't happy. Your own confidence. I think when you're playing San Marino, though, you that goes out the window. You run over the top of them. You're much fitter. You're much better than them. And I don't think we did look much fitter than them or much better than yeah. them. And that is a problem. And I know a lot of the blame's getting pointed at Alex McLeish. However, the players, the players themselves have to take responsibility. I think often players do get away with a lot of things. But last night, when you're playing against that level of opposition, you have to be better when you're on the park. Red Beard Alistair is on Twitter. <laughs> I think he, I think it sound, sounds a bit like you wrote this tweet, Hugh Kevens. Mm-hmm. The equinox has been eclipsed. Our dream of qualification quashed, astonished in Astana to stuttering in San Marino. Two teams with a combined coefficient of 318. We should be ashamed. The only positive, three points, and we're not in a group with the Germans and the Dutch. Well, if that's a positive... <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Archie and Shawlands has got for us. Hi, Archie. Uh, it's a double double We can't you're wasting your time Listen I, phone, I phoned up When we lost to Israel And that we three group mm-hmm. The European nations I don't know if you remember I phoned up and said That's not the manager we should have But see when you think about it It's not the manager It's not really like McClish's fault These players Where do people think We've got good players Half of the Scotland squad Come from the SPL Which is a laughing stock To the world in Europe We've got one player in the well, Two players in the Premier League Fraser and Robertson And by the way Don't get me started Robertson He's not as good as people think We've got a world class player Who plays in the American League <laughs> Somebody said uh, The guy's got to go last night And we've got a player Who plays in Germany Bundesliga 2 That's not much better When you think of the San Marino Is it? Well, I mean, well, well, it is, well yeah. Archie let's, I know it was bad But let's let's not get Hysterical here who, First of all Who's ever called Johnny Russell world class? No, but just uh, just uh, you you just said it, so I'm just wondering if we can clear it up. Who called Johnny Russell world class? I've heard people saying that in other radio stations. Uh, obviously, they don't know what they're talking about. What I'm trying to say to this guy, we're just an average team. Yes, certainly we are better than San Marino, and we should have scored more goals than them. But these these average players, because that's what I'm going to call them, they are average players. When you get the people with the kilts shouting at the stands, you're getting sacked in the morning and things like that. That's not going to help. So what, Archie, Archie, what are you advocating then? What is the purpose of your call? Right, what I'm trying to say is One, we're an average team And the fans have got to realise that yeah, But see the thing is that that may well be right In fact at the moment I'm not sure you could put forward an argument to contradict that But that's mm. not necessarily the point If we are average The whole point is Kazakhstan should be yeah. below average And I, San Marino are miles below yeah. average Listen I think a point as well That Scotland fans are are, are really concerned about just now If Archie says we're average Well I tell you what So are Wales So are Northern Ireland And the problem is We're watching those teams Who I think your squad Is a better squad Than those squads Or certainly comparable Let's not bother about Whether it's better yeah, or yeah, it's not But it's certainly Gordon. comparable yeah, you're right And I, our fans Are watching them Get victories No problem You know routine victories Against better teams In Kazakhstan And San Marino and we are left with a squad And it leads Archie to say You know Our squad's at, You know Average And we've got players in the SBL. These players are good players However 
We're not getting the best out of them, and I, I don't know what uh, reason that why I mean, that is. I mean, Charlie, I'm I'm not saying that he performed brilliantly for Scotland last night or or in previous games, but elaborate a bit on the Andy Robertson's not as good as people say. I mean, he, he, he played in a Champions League final last year. What what more would you be looking for from him? Archie, on you go. Well, so listen. Listen, I'm not saying the guy's not a good player, but he's not. He's, he's in there with world class players playing along with him. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, come on, see, see if you're a good player. See if you're a good player. I'm talking about a, a good player. I will say Andrew Robson is a good player. He is a very good player, but he's not. He's not the Scotland saviour that people think he is. Uh, and what I'm trying to say to you is, hold on, if he's like the finish now, my point. This I was going to make. He keep interrupting three times. You've interrupted. What no, it's only twice. Right, sorry. Well, what I'm saying to you is, see, Gordon Strachan came within two points of us getting the qualifying one game off for the World Cup. Now, these same people that are shouting to Alan McLeish, you're getting booed in the morning, and getting sacked in the morning, and GTV said they've got a right to say that. Okay, they have got a right to say that, but that's the same people that got Gordon Strachan sacked. Because I've seen that to him as well. And they'll say it to the next manager, and the next manager, and the next manager after that. What I'm trying to say to is, Gordon Strachan should have stayed in the job. OK, he had two spells, and he failed in two campaigns. But he was dead in places where we're getting hard to beat again. No, no. On the basis that he failed to qualify for two tournaments in a row, he clearly was not getting his places. Well, we were, it was the calendar year undefeated. You can see where that, that sentiment comes from, but it's also not a huge shock to part ways with a manager who, who fails in two campaigns. No. No, not at all And I would be against the idea of bringing Gordon Stratton back uh, Sideshow Bob is on Twitter Guys, the six changes didn't surprise me But to start with an unrecognised striker against the worst team in Europe Is a joke To drop Forrest again, I don't get McTominay couldn't start either Alex has to go now Imagine what will happen against Russia and Belgium Again, team selection was won last night Mark Wilson had to make a statement I mean, so, so, some people had to be dropped after the Kazakhstan game Yeah I think most people agree with Sideshow Bob here You're looking at that as an ideal game for well, Forrest that, I was going to say the one name You're right, he had to make changes to make a statement The one name I was surprised was James Forrest That game is made for a guy like James Forrest Someone who you want to create, to run by, to show energy James Forrest ticks all those boxes He actually comes on and he creates two or three clear-cut chances Not to start with him, that puzzled mm. me 0141-951-1025 We'll hear more from Alex McLeish And take your calls after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com It's Hugh Keevans and Mark Wilson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Even a day off on Saturday Wasn't quite enough to get you over your cold Hugh Keevans No no I can, no. I can detect it in my earphones I tried you're my here best. and fighting fit Yeah I, I tried my best Saturday and Sunday Didn't go out outside the house But it's still there But Scotland performance would have cheered you up though Well It, it sent me away for a restorative Put it that way Restorative 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Mark says Come on lad Steve Clark uh, Taking the squad And immediately improved it Through better coaching And management and tactics McLeish is failing It's made the national team worse Than Strachan Who should never Have been sacked Says Mark on Twitter Let's hear a bit more From Alex McLeish that's football. I've heard it over the years since I uh, became a professional and uh, you know that, that happens in football. You know sometimes the players get a bit nervous about that and, and that's why you know, sometimes you don't see the free-flowing football that we perhaps saw in November. 
over the two games we had a mountain of changes and it's never easy when you don't get a, a momentum and a rhythm and a, a kind of nucleus of um, bedding down the team that you want to put on the pitch. Early days, the Russians probably watched our video and decided don't defend the way Scotland did for the first two goals, especially. And uh, so that is where it is. We have to go forward. We can't look back now or take the clock back and do anything about it. It's never over. We we know that um, the Russians are strong. We know that Belgium are favourites, but it's never over this early in any competition. I think there'll be blips in, in the ensuing games, and we have to get better. Quite simple, and we need to get our best players into the team. If the Russians don't get their best players and the Belgians don't get their best players, they, they'll have different results also. June is never an attractive month for an international fixture no. anyway, Hugh. Never mind under the current circumstance which the national team in Alex McLeish finds itself. What on earth, assuming he, he stays in charge, what on earth, how on earth does he handle this between now and June to get as many players on side as possible and make sure that they're there fighting fit for Cyprus. Now, the, the, the public's perception is that players are not turning up because Alec McLeish is the manager. Now, June 8 will be a perfect case in point. The English season will be over and they'll have gone on their holidays. Now, when the slogan is, your country needs you, how many will respond to the call? Because they're not responding now. And if we have the same problem in June when we play Cyprus and Belgium, the number one ranked team in the world, then we are bang mm. in trouble. And I don't mean Belgium. I mean, we have to get over Cyprus at Hamden, first of all. And if the English contingent who are failing to turn up at the moment say, I'm off on holiday, I've had a long season, then we have to then look at changing the whole setup and encouraging players, our best players, from down south to get back in the fold. Michael's in Irvine. Hi, Michael. Hi, 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 hi Mark. How you doing? Hello. Hi. Um, I just, I want your honest opinion, to be honest. Like, since uh, with, with McLeish being in charge, I don't think we're ever going to qualify for a major tournament when he's in charge. Players just don't seem to be playing for, for him. Like, it just seems a bit lack, lack, lack of days. I watched the game the other night, and... From a Scotland fan's perspective, it was an absolute shambles. I've never seen a Scotland team so bad in all my life. I think the SFA need to act and act fast. Yeah, well, listen, I, I agree with you. Um, I think Alex McLeish has been a terrific manager over the course. I think he, he led Scotland to one of our most famous results in my time anyway, away in France. Had a fantastic squad there, unlucky not to qualify. But this time round, when I seen him being appointed... Didn't fill me with any excitement or enthusiasm And I must say The games after he has been appointment Certainly not changed my mind in that In fact it has got worse Seeing the last two fixtures And you can go back to Israel uh, And people will say Well Israel got a decent result The other night there against Austria mm -hmm. But however I still think We should have managed that game much better I mean, he, he, is, I'm not going to try and, and Provide a ridiculous defence of Alex McLeish But he, he, we did win the Nations League group So can we at least mm. forget about the, the, the Israel away well, performance know, I, I, Was I that not job I, done? I, I don't know if we can Because it was it was another embarrassment at the time And he's been manager for a year And I know we won last night as well But that's that's three embarrassing mm. results in a year Against teams who are much lower than us in the rankings I think that's a problem I think perhaps you get away with one of those 
And then people will always remind you when you've got three questionable results like that, and you, not a, a huge amount of games, then the fans have every right to voice their concerns just, over it. Just to add a note of perspective before people think this is an Alec McLeish witch hunt, Michael speaks about Alec McLeish will never get us to a major tournament. That's been the case of, uh, or with regard to a succession of managers for the last 21 years, and I obviously include Alec the first time around, uh, and then he, he went off to manage Birmingham City. But a succession of managers over two decades have failed to get us to a major tournament. Michael? Hi, uh, no, and what, what the panel is saying is absolutely spot on, but that's the first Scotland game I've watched since McLeish has been manager. I used, to, I used to thrive in watching Scotland. Scotland used to be under Strachan. I understand he's away and gone now. He's history, but under Strachan, he seemed to have that togetherness with, with a bunch of players, but something's happened since... The, the UFO Nations Cup something's happened since then the players just don't seem to want to be there or the manager's just picking his pals and it's all, it's all, it's all to do with Rod Petrie who's up in the SFA Well it's not all to do with Rod Petrie since he's not the president he, he may be the president-elect but Alan McRae is the president uh, Alan McRae and Rod Petrie and Ian Maxwell mm. Uh, went for Alec McLeish as the national team manager. Again, it just shows the scatter gun being out, Hugh. Yeah. Because again, one thing you can definitely you can definitely hold the results and the performances and various other things against Alex McLeish. But but Michael just said, you know, he's he's just picking his pals. How is he? Who who are the pals that yeah. he's picking? If yeah. anything, Alex McLeish was told by everyone on the phones, on Twitter, on everywhere. Alex McLeish was told we need to start picking younger players. We're done with all those guys that failed under Gordon Strachan. Come yeah. on. And, and and he has So I'm not sure that that no. there, there's, enough, there's enough out there to criticise him for We're in a place where We have an SFA hierarchy Who are regarded as figures of fun They are blamed For bungling The job of finding Gordon Strachan's successor And since then of course Stuart Regan has resigned as the chief executive And he's gone back to England Then we have the appointment of Alex Which has been looked upon As a retrograde step Going back to someone who in the previous five years had one season with Genk in Belgium and 65 days with Zamlek in Egypt. On what basis do you make that man the national team manager? Then we have this assumption that certain players down south would rather concentrate on their clubs and not bother turning up for Scotland. They just don't want to admit it. And that's why I go back to this June 8 fixture against Cyprus And the one that follows Against Belgium in Brussels a few days later If they've all gone off And they're not coming back To represent their country We're in bother mm. uh, Listen, I, I think Hugh's got a point there I think the way this is going With the call-offs For these games that are mid-season I think we'll get a whole host in the summer And that's worrying For Cyprus I don't think anybody really gets excited about that But I think in the past the the group that Gordon Strachan had and the and the team spirit or whatever you want to call it he built people wanted to play regardless when it was and I don't think whatever's happening with Scotland just now that there's players that want to be involved in that that's a worry I think it's easy and there will be some players mm. that go I've had a long season I'm nursing an injury I've been given advice to stay off it and we can't afford that we need all our best players. And unfortunately for us, your best mm. players are the ones that are playing in England. Yeah, I mean, comments from Stephen Fletcher and Ryan Fraser. So, you know, 
making it clear that they didn't have their hands held behind their backs by their club. They weren't mm-hmm. they weren't yeah, forced yeah. to miss the games, uh-huh. but, but they did. You know, they they, they were the Craig, part of the decision. Craig Brown, former Scotland manager, always had a terrific saying. He said, "We don't need conscripts. We want volunteers." Don't want people coming up to play for Scotland with their bottom lip trembling. You want people coming up because they're desperate to play. Mm. Uh, Craig goes on Twitter, in my opinion, international football seems to be an inconvenience for some players. If players were so honoured to play for their country, why did they retire so quickly? Thomas is in Kilsyth. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Not bad, Thomas. How are you? Hi, no bad. Hi, panel. Uh, uh, I've got two points. For first points, I've got Alex McLeish, Nob, Scotland. Yes, I just, guys. I, I, I personally think Alex McLeish should go right now. I just don't think he's. I, I just don't like him. It's not that I don't like him. It's just I don't think he's a he's the right manager for the job. And I think with Strachan, when Strachan was in, in the job, players wanted to play for Strachan, regardless of where where they were played in the park. I, I just feel that the players don't want to play for McLeish anymore. And and. And also dropping James Forrest and Oliver Burke. What I, I don't I don't, I didn't get that at all because in the game against San Marino, as Mark says, James Forrest would have, would have absolutely roasted them. This is why the SFA have to address this problem as a matter of urgency. Now, my guess is they will not do anything, and Alec McLeish will be in charge for the doubleheader Cyprus and Belgium in June, and Rod Petrie and Alan McRae will hope that nothing dramatic happens. And by that, I mean Cyprus get a point at Hamden or we lose by a heavy margin to Belgium in Brussels. So they, they'll, they'll go on and they'll take their chances. But we have to get a mood surrounding this international team that is far more positive than it is at present because Thomas... And many others believe that some players are not coming because they can't be bothered. They value club football more highly. They don't respect the manager. And for them, international football is a pest. Do you you think... I mean, Alex McLeish is obviously aware of this. He was obviously heard the abuse that was coming from the stands last night. Do you think he wakes up this morning or later on this week and thinks, you know, I've, I've had enough myself... I understand how bad those results were. I understand the fans perhaps want me to go. I'll make the decision by myself. If Alec McLeish was of a mind to think that way, Mark, he would have gone last Thursday night. At the end of the game against uh, Kazakhstan, he would have gone into the press room and announced his resignation. Is it possible, though, that, you know, amidst a double header where he's thinking, I've got a job to do on Sunday, let's get through that, then I can take a take a breath and, yeah. and, and figure out where we're at? Is, is there any chance you th- for you that this week he decides, nah, this is, I'm not putting up with this? No, no. no? He, he, I would guarantee you he'll be the manager on Saturday, the 8th of June at 7.45 when we kick off against Cyprus. Mm, Thomas, you want to come back in? Ah, uh, it's just as I say the the, the forest the forest one and uh, I mean he's playing his skin for Celtic Gordon and, and he goes over to San Marino and, and he sits on the bench. I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand McLeish the way the, his tactics are, are anything. I mean, I just don't don't agree with him as a manager at all. And I think I don't I don't understand why we let go of Stack because I I love I love Gordon Stack and even even when he was at Celtic. Which I hope I don't think will become an excellent manager, but 
I, I, I just, I just like everything Gordon Stratton done. He's for Celtic and with Scotland because players played for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever position they played, they played for him. I just feel with McLeish, they don't want to play for him at all. They've, all right, we're injured tonight. All right, we'll just say that to, just to, to mask the fact that nobody wants to play for Alec McLeish. This is where it does become difficult, Mark, because it seems like. Any hope we had of gaining momentum from the Nations League campaign is now is now completely gone already. Course, because yeah. James Forrest against Kazakhstan, everybody was rubbish. Absolutely everybody. Mm-hmm. So it made you know he certainly wasn't the only one. Everybody yeah. was terrible. Go back to the previous game. The previous two games are Israel and Albania. James Forrest scores five goals in those two games. Yeah. But then on the back of Kazakhstan, it's almost as if well that's that wiped out. He then doesn't play against San Marino. And he's back to square one I mean people were actually Looking at the Albania-Israel games And going okay Maybe this is James Forrest's Time for Scotland Maybe we've now got That match winner That that we've been lacking But everything that was built up Is gone Yeah James Forrest Is a match winner There's no doubt about that Everyone has off nights And I I said on Thursday night When I watched James Forrest Against Kazakhstan He'd done a lot of his work On the line On the actual touchline Where there was no space to move And that, that becomes quite easy For a fullback to defend against James Forrest's season And his goals In the Nations League All came from him Running in off the line Into that space Didn't play that way But I think last night When you're looking for a result And goals And chances to be created you play the one guy who's given that all season And that's James Forrest So the players were booed in San Marino last night We're going to start hearing from some of them After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Mark Wilson are here Get your calls in 0141 951 1025 uh, On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB um, There is a tweet in here Says uh Paranoid And then I won't bother reading the rest Because it's a bit rude uh, Reality check Stop blaming McLeish Pep Guardiola couldn't make this team perform Here's a thought Maybe the best in Scotland Just aren't that good Jim in New Jersey Well mm. we know they're not that good Because they haven't been at a major tournament For 21 years We're trying to Find a way Back into The international mainstream We know we're not That good We're trying to find A dynamic which changes the way we are yeah, but and, and surely it's all argument. about getting a manager Who gets the best out of yeah, what you've got I was going to say Now we'll go back to Celtic and Ronnie Dyla Ronnie Dyla had good players at his disposal But didn't play particularly good football The crowds dwindled Winning cups Crowds dwindled Brendan Rodgers comes in With the same group of players With a few added And gets them to play a totally different style of football Gets them to run further than anyone else And gets success You can't tell me if someone along those lines was in charge of Scotland, someone with this mind frame that we could play pass and attractive football and coached them in that sense, it wouldn't be more attractive to watch. And of course it would be. And that's why names like Stevie Clark are jumping out from, from Twitter, Hugh Keevens, because yeah. Stevie Clark has taken, I was trying not sound disrespectful to the Kilmarnock players, but he's, he's taken a, a group of players and raised the level of what they're capable of. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we need someone to do I mean the, the point that Mark makes Is exactly the correct one Because Ronnie Dyla finished up Losing to Rangers in a penalty shootout When the fitness of the Celtic players Was being called into question When people wondered if Scott Brown was actually finished So on and so forth And the dynamic changed And how With the introduction of Brendan Rodgers Now we have players who are decent Last night they contrived to look much less than decent And the Kazakhstan They couldn't have spelt 
decent. Uh, so we need a change of dynamic. Nadim's in Livingston. Hi, Nadim. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Pan. How are you doing? Hello. Right. Hi. Uh, the point that I think Max just stole my, my thunder there a little bit, actually. Uh, the point that I was going to make also is the fact that um, you can have a manager come in with the same group of players and can make a, a big difference. As Max said, Brendan did it with you know at Celtic. Um, Stevie Clark is a huge example of that. You know he's he, he's totally transformed um, Kilmarnock. Although they were not had great results over the last few weeks, but before that they were flying you know sitting second at some points in the league. So so I, so I, so I don't I don't kind of subscribe to the view that you know you, you, uh, no manager can make a big difference. Cause I think they could. But my main point was. Um, that I think, and we've touched on it already, the fact that um, there's players out there that, that don't want to play for, for Axe McLeish, and I don't think they don't want to play. I think something's happened from from my, from my point of view as a Scotland fan that goes to most games. I don't. I, I think that you know, looking at the way that Scotland are playing, there's just you know, I was one of the one of the, one of the ones that said that White striking gone. I thought that he was a good manager, but I just felt that we hadn't qualified, so it's something fresh. You know, to to to, to get us to the next hopefully to a tournament, but it's it's like we went backwards. You know, even the 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 UEFA, the, the UEFA Nations League, you know, we stumbled across the line. It wasn't a, a case that we played great football, you know, and, and then and all of a sudden we're playing bad football, you know, and because we're getting a tough time. But we, we struggled to get across the line. We got across the line, yes, but we struggled, and now we're we're just going from one bad performance to another. And I, I just hope that we don't go too far in line where we, we, you know, where it's near enough impossible to qualify and that's when SFA take action and get a new manager and I think I mean I'm a Rangers fan so I've got a lot of time for McLeish but I think as a manager now as Mark says I think we need someone else in there to just change things up and well, then get us back on, on the road This is the gamble the SFA face Do they allow things to go on and let Alec take the games against Cyprus and Belgium I in my opinion believe that's precisely what they will do and they will take the chances that we do beat Cyprus, whether it's in front of 5,000 or 25,000, and that we avoid humiliation in Belgium. Although having lost 3-0 in Kazakhstan, it'll be a long night in Brussels. Uh, but they will take that gamble, and then I think we'll be assessing things afresh hmm. mid-June. I mean, Mark. It just seems that there is absolutely there's no goodwill in the tank. There, there was there was barely any when Alex McLeish took over because yeah. most people didn't want it. Even the, even the Nations League top in that group and guaranteeing the playoff, it just seems like there's there's no goodwill there. Because I said this near the top mm. of the show, um, Republic of Ireland only beat Gibraltar one 0 the other day. That, mm. that, that's the same result as as what we got in San Marino last night. Um, you know, Croatia, the World Cup finalists, lost against Hungary. These are. Terrible results But they won't be acting The way we are Because we have no goodwill We've not done anything To build that up yeah. yeah Prior to these Disappointing results uh, Yeah you're right We've had very little To cheer about Not only under Alex McLeish's reign But as Hugh said Several managers Going over You know A huge uh, A huge space of time So it's It's difficult For the Scotland fans To To cut any slack But I think When you build up Results like I said earlier on the show Within a 13 month period of losing away At Israel And everyone dis- is expects you to go there and win that And then what's came this week Then the fans have every right to voice their opinion Now the, the thing is Since Thursday night I've not heard one person One person And they may, they may have been on other stations or whatever Come out and say I think McLeish should be given mm. to June Everyone is of the same opinion Surely the SFA have to listen to the support on this one Imagine this for a choice Jason Coogan has tweeted in He started a Twitter poll 
Mm. Who would you vote for if you only had two choices for SFA president? Rod Petrie or Hugh Keevans? Ah, oh, shug. Shug at the hill. Imagine that. <laughs> Incredible. Mark is in Hamilton. Hi, Mark. Hi, Gordon. How are we doing? Good, thanks, Mark. Thank you. What's your point tonight? A uh, couple of wee points. One about Scott, one about Celtic. Hugh, do you remember Curly, Larry and Moe? Uh, I do They were in order Larry, Curly and Mo. You've got well, the order wrong, But yes <laughs> The three stooges Yes That's correct. what we've got now Standing at the side of the park Watching Scotland That's James McFadden but he, I think he just goes on the, the great goal They scored against France What else did he do? Well, he gets him into that position Yeah I, I You know I'm going to ha- I don't have to agree with you Mark I, I, I will voluntarily agree with you I, I think that the 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 team the managerial team uh, is in the case of James McFadden relatively inexperienced. He had a, a a great career as a player. Could never knock him as a player, um, and he of course is famous for that goal in France. That's not his fault. Lots of lots of people are famous for a goal. To be fair, I mean I have heard this a couple of times, Hugh, and I'm not. This is not to do with the coaching credentials because Mark may be right, but he scored 14 other times for Scotland. There was yeah. a time. There was a time when he was the only player that that ever produced I, something I for see, Scotland. I don't see anything wrong with the James McFadden thing. I think James McFadden is a good appointment. I think for if we were wanting younger players to come into your squad, and we've got younger players into your squad, I think having someone like James McFadden to be around. And guys just looking at him saying He's been here, he's done it I, I think he's very approachable So I, I have no qualms about that one well, I, I just I, think it's I I mean, think Tactically, that's out of his hands I mean, Hugh, you could, you could say that this is just, <laughs> I feel free to say Well, that's just a sign of where we are Because we've not been at a tournament Which is fine But the fact still remains He's probably the best Scotland player of the last 20 years Yeah, but that that's got nothing to do with his uh, right To be on the touchline Beside the international manager uh, I just think that I would At this particular time I would be looking for A managerial team That had more stature And credibility And I mean no disrespect to anyone I'm an old friend of Peter Grant's But Peter has had Coaching chances before And they haven't worked out The way he would have wanted uh, I just think that Ours Lacks hmm. Stature Mark no, on the line, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say quickly, when you look back to Walter Smith and Tommy Burns, Ali McCoyce was that kind of very little experience did he have at that time in terms of coaching, but he was put on the national team staff, staff yeah. and it worked. So Ma- I, I think there's space for someone like that. Mark and Hamilton. Well, I don't agree with Mark about James McFadden, but I'll go to my next point, Gordon. Who starts up front against Rangers on Sunday for Celtic? Ooh. We're a bit short on time for that to be an in-depth answer well, but, but give it a go quickly I mean you've got uh, the choice Odson Edward uh, Ollie Burke um, who, Ollie. You, who are you picking? I am going inside the mind of Neil Francis Lennon And I am saying <laughs> Ollie Burke Edward the Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time. A good way to kick off the week by getting one over on Hugh Keevens or Mark Wilson. If you fancy it tonight, 0141-951-1025. Give us a call right now and it's your chance to take them on and win a signed ball. Be quick because you only have until the news at 7. 0141-951-1025. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Mark Wilson are here with me, Gordon Duncan. It's been uh, another night of doom and gloom, Hugh Keevans, but that's what the Scotland national team will do to you. Well, it's been 21 years, you know, and we are still on the hunt for a solution to how we turn the corner in this long road that so far has had no turning. Don't worry, the return of domestic football is just around the corner. Let's do this. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. We are going to hear from Scotland captain Andrew Robertson. Very interesting stuff from him. But let's play Beat the Pundit first. Hugh and Mark are standing by. One of them is up against another Andrew. Andrew in Bells Hill. How are you tonight, Andrew? I'm not too bad. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, good. Thank you. You feeling in confident Beat the Pundit mood? Uh, I don't know First time I've called in So who knows how it'll go Why tonight? Is it because you thought Hugh Evans has got a cold I can maybe take advantage of that And Mark Wilson is not usually here on a Monday He might be a bit out of sorts uh, Might be off his game Who knows I like it I like, I like your thinking uh, There's a few You've got tongues wagging on Twitter Aye. There's some different theories coming in That um, that you're fit you've, you've, Why you've, I'm here that you've, that you've divorced Gordon DL Last <laughs> thing he needs is another one of them um, <laughs> No 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 some... It's far more straightforward than that Yes, Alex is no here. And, and pretty boring. And I need to lift home. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's shocking about Hugh Keevans? He gets that in on air so that Mark Wilson can refuse, can it? refuse <laughs> it. That is the first time Hugh has brought that up tonight. He hasn't asked him privately. That's Mark now has to take sorry, him home. Right, okay. anyway. Sorry, Andrew. Heads are up against Hugh. Tails, it is Mark. And it's heads for his cheek. Hugh Keevans <laughs> up against Andrew from Bells Hill. So we'll give Hugh some Clyde too. And we'll get the clock up and running. Andrew, you've got 30 seconds. Head to head with Hugh You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Yep Which side did Kenny McLean Start his career with? Aberdeen The Malcolm Canmore Tower Features on which Scottish Championship Badge? Flower Which team did Peter Lovencrantz Leave Rangers for? Newcastle uh, how many different spells did Chick Charnley have at Partick Thistle as a player? Two. Which team won the first SPL season in 98-99? Rangers. Okay. Hugh Keevens, are you with us? I am. You are. Are you enjoying some Clyde 2 there? Some Right up your street, was it? Some big band anthem thing. Right, okay. Never mind. You ready? Yes. Which side did Kenny McLean start his career with? The Malcolm Canmore Tower Features on which Scottish Championship Sides badge uh, Falkirk Which team did Peter Lovencrantz Leave Rangers for Everton How many different spells Did Chick Charnley have At Partick Thistle As a player Three Which team won the first SPL season in 98-99 Rangers Which side did Leicester Sign Philip Benkovic from Pass Foreign team What do you think Andrew? What do you make of the competition? Zagreb Oh see if Andrew had got that far But he didn't That's what happens You have to go a bit quicker Let's go through Which side did Kenny McLean Start his career with? It was St Mirren Andrew said Aberdeen That was the one in the middle uh, So 1-0 to Hugh Keevans The Malcolm Canmore Tower I must admit I had no idea about this one Features on which Championship side's badge? Dunfermline There you go You'll never forget it again though. Which team did Peter Lovencrantz Leave Rangers for? Newcastle Schalke 
First of all, yeah. Well, this is still 1 0 to Hugh Keevens. How many different spells did Chick Charlie have at Partick Thistle as a player? It was four. Ooh. So it's still 1 0 to Hugh Keevens <laughs> after all those questions. Which team won the first SPL season in 98 99? You both went Rangers. You both got it right. So it's 2 1 Hugh Keevens. And Andrew, that was where it ended for you. You knew you're kicking yourself. If you'd got to the next one, you would have equalised. Philip Benkovic signed for Leicester from Dinamo Zagreb. Hugh got it wrong. Andrew didn't get that far, which means it is 2 1 to Hugh Keevens. Hard lines, Andrew. Oh, well, fair play, Hugh. All right, Andrew. Good man. That was Andrew in Bells Hill. I think I rubbed off on Hugh. <laughs> Some of those answers. Not a classic there, Hugh. Do you know no, what that, no. no, that was. That was no no offence to Andrew in this. I'm not referring to Andrew as San Marino, but that, that was that was just like last night. It was it a was, win, but painful to watch. Underwhelming. Yeah, yeah you get conjunctivitis. Yeah, no one's going to remember that. That was not a classic. Anyway, beat the pundit back at the same time tomorrow night. And I like this tweet from Kevin. Kevin McHugh says, Over the last few days, I witnessed two of the worst performances I have ever seen in my 39 years of watching sport. I think it's imperative for everyone's sake, we as a nation, are given assurances that Mark Wilson and Alex Ray never pick up another <laughs> golf club again. And he's put, and he's put <laughs> at Scottish Golf Show. Oh, yes. <laughs> Explain I, yourself. We went along to the Scottish Golf Show. Uh, me and Alex, we challenge, and we went through several challenges. It was a brilliant setup. First one was golf darts. I was terrible at that. Had it on an inflatable dartboard. Then there was Chitham. Then there was a bunker challenge. Alex played a bunker shot that I've never seen before. Managed to get the club to go all the way under the ball and the ball didn't move. <laughs> so that was great. And then we went through other challenges, but Alex beat me. But what a great, uh, great event it was. It was a pity we, we just weren't they, uh, that good at golf. Okay, 01419511025. John's lined up in Coatbridge. Let's hear a bit from the Scotland captain, Andy Robertson. He says the fans were right to boo during the game against San Marino. He says the players took a knock in conference against Kazakhstan and that didn't help the performance yesterday. Three points, I suppose. That's the only positive we can really take from it. I think we started bright. First five, ten minutes, we looked like a team that was going about our business properly and, you know, obviously got the early goal and we started getting a bit slack. We spoke about it before the game and said, look, whatever we do, we give 100% and we don't give them a sniff. And, you know, we didn't follow that instruction and we started giving the ball away a bit cheaply and um, they started gaining a bit of confidence. But, you know, we were comfortable throughout the game and it could have been a lot more comfortable. But, you know, we have to play a lot better than that um, in the, the tougher games of the campaign. You know, I wouldn't say it's, it's worrying, but, you know, everyone knows what happened on Thursday night and you know the lads are you know affected by it you can't you can't hide away from that and, and everyone is and you know we need to pick us up so you know we hoped for a good performance tonight but you know after Thursday it was maybe just you know people playing with a bit you know not the confidence that they usually play with and, and then when a f- few mistakes start happening then the fans getting on top of you which is is the right thing for them to do but it doesn't help for, for the lads that have maybe suffered the defeat on Thursday and then, and then try and get their confidence back but look it's three points and it gets a campaign off to start um, and, you know just Perhaps come back to something we, we we suggested earlier on, Hugh, about the damage of Thursday. And I just feel like I'm not trying at all to, to say that last night wasn't that bad. Yes, it was. I'm just trying to get a bit of perspective here. Scotland have played in San Marino four times. Mm-hmm. We have never done better than 2-0. We have yeah. won 2-0 on all four of our visits to San Marino. But no one, you don't ever hear people in the show going, oh, I remember that time in October 2000 when we only won 2-0 in San Marino. You know, it is seen as being much worse because of what happened on Thursday. Sure. Uh, that's the nature of football. Because Kazakhstan is absolutely fresh in the memory, uh, the fans are demanding a performance and lots of goals against San Marino. Uh, neither thing materialises, no performance to speak of, and uh, no avalanche of goals. What I will say about Andrew Robertson, 
please don't get irrational about him and start telling me that he's not a good player or not as good as he thinks he is. He's every bit the player that we think he is. And if Liverpool make it to the Champions League final, I guarantee you, if he has to take a taxi from the venue to go back and join the Scotland squad, he is one that we can absolutely rely on for the Cyprus game on the 8th of June. The thing about no confidence though, and he's saying the players have no confidence, we touched on it earlier on, because of the Kazakhstan game, when you look at the changes that were made though, you know, six of those players didn't play against Kazakhstan. So Adorno and Robertson coming in. Yeah, but surely, they're, be yeah, but surely they're also in their head going, by the way, if, if if this doesn't go exactly the way the fans want it, we're in you know yeah, you, do, you don't have like, to you don't have to have played to, but, to suffer from well, low confidence. Uh, but it's it's a lot worse going, I tell you, when you've been on a pitch and been battered three 0 and to go and try and do it again, there you know, perhaps there is some party is hesitant. But those guys, Adorno, Robertson, Russell Fraser McLean and Patterson Some of them got wee snippets of the game Against Kazakhstan But the majority were fine to go on and play And again it goes back to those players Fresh I know they travelled a long way But fresh You know No game time in their legs Should have ran over the top of San Marino 01419511025 You asked the question Mark Wilson And I think we've got the first one In about three days Michael is in Blainfield And he wants to back Alex McLeish Am I right Michael? Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Hi. No, absolutely. I want to back Alex McLeish, and not because I think uh, Alex McLeish was the right appointment. I think uh, bagging Alex McLeish and bringing a new man in now is completely unfair to the new man. The other point that I wanted to make was I was sitting on Tuesday night, I think it was Tuesday night when Jim Duffy was on, and I respect Jim Duffy hugely. I think he speaks a lot of sense. Um, and he basically picked the same team as Alex McLeish. And my question to Hugh and Mark, and obviously yourself, Gordon, is where is the evidence that Scotland goes away from home, plays an attacking 4-3-3 and gets a result? I think the the previous manager of Kazakhstan, who was quoted in the newspapers, got it bang on. Before the game, we were talking about how many. We were talking about how many. How many goals are we going to come back to Kazakhstan with? And Ollie Buck is in the paper saying, Do you know what, guys? Don't blame the manager. Uh, we never followed out his instructions. So there's a number of points there that I'd like to hear your opinions on. Well, first of all, uh, the Kazakhstan result, however you come at it, was a disgrace. Um, it doesn't matter who said what prior to the game. The result and the performance were both disgraceful. That creates a mindset among supporters, uh, among the media, among the players themselves. And they go into a game against the worst team in the world and they do not play particularly well. They will not sack Alec McLeish between now and the game against Cyprus on the 8th of June. But if anything should happen against Cyprus, and by that I mean the loss of a point, or if we are turned over comprehensively by Belgium in a way that is humiliating, then the SFA will have to turn their minds to that particular question and they will have the remainder of the summer in which to do so. But nothing will happen between now and June. 
Uh, Mark Wilson Yeah I mean Michael may well be right Certainly middle to front I don't think many people Would have complained That the team picked Against Kazakhstan The obvious one In hindsight is Scott McTominay People are saying Hold on a minute He's playing yeah. in the Champions League How can he not get a game And we know how difficult An, an evening it was for Graeme Shinney Certainly And Liam Palmer to an extent But it's not all about Team selection is it There's there's more to it than that It's of about course. trying to get Reactions from players When things aren't going well Yeah well The thing uh, Michael made a point there That uh, If Ollie Burke did say it I didn't read it That he came out and said That Don't blame the manager Blame us We didn't follow his instructions Well Okay the players have to take Responsibility for that But when they went 2-0 down Then the manager has to regroup he, He's then got a A half time team talk That <laughs> You know Hugely important At that stage to reiterate his points that he actually wanted. You can't tell me that players didn't carry out his instructions in the first half, listened to his team talk in the second half and then went, we're going to continue no carrying out his instructions. I don't believe that for one minute. So, so yeah, on sorry, you go, Michael. Could, could I ask, uh, my first, uh, well, first or second point was, show me the evidence of when Scotland has gone abroad, away from home, played an attack in 4-3-3, and got an absolutely brilliant Alba- result. Albania. Albania. Brilliant, Mark. They're better than Kazakhstan, Michael. Yeah. They're better than Kazakhstan. No, 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 I'm just answering your question, Michael. I don't know what, what point you were making there. That's, that's the only thing no, I can no, think the of. Point I mean, the point I'm making is you've, you've got a brand new back four. You've got a brand new back four that have never played together. To my mind, and I, Mark, Believe me, I understand you know the professional game much better than I do. Believe me, I understand that. But would it not have been better to set your stall out to get a a, a solid first hour? And then, who who was our number nine? Our number nine was Ollie Burke. What, what, is, his, what is his main attribute? Pace. Would we not have been better playing counter-attacking football rather than... Uh, I, th- think I, I think you've got a good yeah. I think you've got a good argument, beaten. Michael. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think you've got a a good argument. I don't think we should go out there and expect to run over the top of anyone. I, I was just saying Albania because that was a question you asked. I also think perhaps Alex McLeish perhaps thought that way. We kind of played similarish and we got our rewards. And I think perhaps looked at Kazakhstan thought we were players. We'll go and run over the top of them again. However, the game panned out hugely different and we were open, wide open, uh, across the back four from the first minute. Now, that's a dangerous boy. And Michael could be onto something. Perhaps we need to look at it and go, let's be a defensive side. Let's use attributes like pace with Burke on the counter-attack rather than just going at teams. And perhaps you get a different result, but that can only come from the manager then. And he obviously told these players hmm. to play that way. It's all good with hindsight, Hugh, and we appreciate the reason for it because we were hopeless in Kazakhstan, we get turned over. Um, but I just wonder how we would have reacted two minutes into the game. Well, maybe that's that's the wrong way to put it because we were behind early on. Um, but the notion that we should have gone over there and, and sort of sat in and be, tried to be hard to beat against yeah. Kazakhstan... I, I don't know. Is that is that just is that hindsight off the scale? Everyone goes back to Craig Levine and playing with no striker at all, and it did for Craig Levine. He was never treated seriously as an international manager thereafter, and that was against a much better team than yeah. But to be fair, Mike was not suggesting you play with no striker, but you know, we I'm are not suggesting that. Sorry, go on, you. Well, Michael, let me turn it on you then. You want Alec to stay. 
I do because I don't think it's fair on a new manager. He's playing catch up right away. No, but as I said, and, as I said, I, I, nothing will no, happen no, between no, now no, and June. No, no, but it's it's all in context. It's all in context. If you bring a new manager, at, no, I, and by the way, I think you've nailed it on the head. But if you bring a guy in now, you said yourself, you we drop another point, we're out of the equation. Is that fair to put that pressure on a new manager? Well, f- football's about pressure. You know, the managers have to come in. Neil Lennon's come in at Celtic to replace Brendan Rodgers. Uh, and if he doesn't win the treble treble, people will be pointing fingers at him. Michael makes an, a, a fair enough point, though, in that it's even in the space of two games, it's now a far less attractive proposition than it was, even at the start of this mm, campaign. But, but my point, Gordon, is Who, that. Like, would you want to take it? Who would take it? Right now, oh, well, listen, I, I think people yeah. would because they've still got still that carrot so. of, of the, the players. Yeah, that's true. But that's but that's the big one. The safety. But yeah. nothing will happen right now. Nothing at all. That's all right. We can still and we'll go on to. We the, can still speculate about what people time, want to happen. By the time we play Belgium, mid June, then is the time to reassess, review the situation, and say, do we need to change the manager? That is the time to do it when the we're in the summer recess, if you like. And that the new season doesn't start for weeks That is the time to assess the situation Thank you very much to Michael on the line It's 01419511025 If you want to join him Don't worry Hugh So far you've got 100% on the poll You're, oh. you're ahead of Rod Petrie uh, So that's, that's all that matters uh, yeah. My fellow citizens A lukewarm victory uh, Stevie O'Callaghan says Everything comes from the manager I don't care what the team is Kilmarnock don't think anyone can beat them Real Madrid have went back to Zidane The manager matters uh, and MB I'm going to cut MB some slack you Because maybe he's just joined us He says At what point is the total lack of leadership From the Scottish FA going to be addressed <laughs> It only took you about 15 seconds into yes. tonight's show Maybe yes. MB missed it Right 01419511025 The full time teaser is coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans are here I almost said Gordon Dale I almost called you Gordon Dale Because it just rolls off the tongue But when, when you lot mix up the scheduling in a week It plays with my brain So anyway, Hugh Keevans and Mark Wilson are here Get your calls in We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well And it's time for them to tackle the full-time teaser Robert Park sent it in Better times, I'm calling it Hugh That's the, mm-hmm. that's the name I'm giving the question Better times Name the last 12 players to score for Scotland at a World Cup. Remember, you can play along on Twitter and even better, if you want to send the question in and get it used on the show, the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com. So can you name the last 12 players to score for Scotland at a World Cup finals? Johnny Collins. Mm-hmm. Craig Burley. Mm-hmm. Um, He's taking the two easy ones, Mark. I yes. say, that was my two here. He should have <laughs> left all the older ones like before I was born. Sure, uh, it goes back to that. David Neary. Yes. Mm. Come on, here. Archie Kemmel. Surely we're not going back that far. Mm, not quite, no. no. McCoist. No, actually. Paul McStay. No. Mo Johnson. Yes. All right, that's four of 12, so you're doing not too bad. The last 12 players to score for Scotland At a World Cup Finals John Collins Craig Burley Mo Johnson David Neri So you've got another 8 to get You can play along on Twitter At Clyde SSB um, I'm sure most of the calls that are going to come in Hugh will be about The Scotland debacle You yeah. can certainly call it a debacle Talk to me about domestic football Because 
This is official we, we officially declared it The business end of the season A few games ago mm-hmm. But you know That once you get over That final international break That is it You're on the home straight Towards silverware Towards promotion Relegation And everything else That comes with the end of the season That time is upon us Well I mean High noon Sunday afternoon Celtic Park 60,000 sellout Neil Lennon Up against His Near neighbour In the west end of the city Stephen Gerrard A game That could have Remarkable consequences For Either Manager Neil Lennon Has a 10 point lead If he extends it To 13 points The league is over If Stephen Gerrard Wins his second Successive Match Against Celtic And the lead is reduced To 7 points With 7 games to play In my opinion The league is not over So Neil Lennon wants the Celtic job On a permanent basis He has had A belated win At Tynecastle A belated win At Dens Park A goalless draw with Aberdeen In his three league matches Since replacing Brendan Rodgers He needs I think To beat Rangers He's doing the audition As I keep on saying He needs a victory Over Rangers on Sunday If Steven Gerrard Loses To Celtic Then he can write off This season as a trophyless season And he will need to do much better In the season that follows Because if Celtic are going for nine in a row The manager of Rangers Will find himself working In an unforgiving atmosphere That's the importance of Sunday I think going on previous discussions Mark Wilson You believe that the league is over Regardless of what happens in Sunday You think even if Rangers win on Sunday The league's still over Yes I mean Hugh says There's seven games to go I just think that's too little for Rangers even so it would be, it would, it would yeah if if they won it would be seven points for seven to go yes I still think that Celtic will do enough in their remaining games and win them uh, and it's too much for Rangers but I still think it's hugely significant for Celtic uh, to win the game in, in terms of Neil Wenning I think Neil Wenning if he wins the league he, he still has to do it in a certain way you know to to please the Celtic fans a lot would have Neil Wenning in the job just now but I still think and I I've heard some say that they would be happy for another to come in and sometimes his style of football comes into question with a portion of the Celtic fans and if that points gap dwindles away or or is less than what when Brendan Rodgers left I think Neil would then struggle to take the job however if he wins and goes 13 points clear and then that becomes 15 or 16 then he's looked upon as a hero and he should get the job from the Celtic fans Across the city I then think Rangers fans Would be right to question Stephen Gerrard If the points gap Got bigger And bigger And the question would be What has happened At the tail end of the season From January Or the end of December When we were sitting Joint top With Celtic To now Mm -hmm. If the points gap Had to increase So it's a hugely Significant game For both sides And both managers And then Hugh Keevans I suppose After the international break There's a bit of a roll call To be done It looks like Kieran Tierney Will be fit Despite missing Scotland's uh, Game in San Marino Um, Alfredo Morelos Was away with Colombia You you, you wait to see how How he recovers From that Uh, Tom Rogic hasn't played In a long long time Is it the type of game He would be pitched back into So a few questions this week Well as a professional Mark uh, I'm sure would agree That it would be highly unusual For even a player As good as Tom Rogic To be thrown into that match After months out Because of injury So I wouldn't expect To see Tom Rogic play From the start I think Neil Lennon Will have to conjure up Another formation But there are so many 
side issues Gordon Could this be the day when Alfredo Morelos scores against Celtic for the first time? He scored so many goals this season Created so many arguments But you can't take away from the sheer volume of goals that he has scored Could he be first against Celtic? Could Oliver Burke get his goal in his old firm debut? Uh, all of these things It's an absolutely enthralling Fascinating fixture Alec is a Celtic fan on the line You already looking forward to it Alec or is that still to come later in the week? No I'm already looking forward to it mate uh, The international break was just a big Massive inconvenience And two words We are rank rotten uh, um, Obviously it's the beginning of the show It's all doom and gloom around about Scotland We are six days in counting to the, the old Firm game uh, I'm going to be one of the lucky ones that's sitting there obviously because I got my season ticket uh, really looking forward to it really looking forward to it these are the kind of games that's going to help Neil Lennon if he's going to get the job on a permanent basis These are, look, there's only a few big games left this season uh, so this is one of them and if we can chalk up a convincing victory against one of our arch rivals it'll mm. go a long way on, the, on, the, on, the, on keeping them in his position that's a fair point Alec makes you because and I'm, I appreciate I'm I'm drawing out a ridiculous hypothetical here but, but yeah. bear with me Celtic still win the league but they lose twice to Rangers uh-huh. Neil Lennon's case to be the next Celtic manager looks entirely different yeah because um, these are the games that people remember yeah I mean Alec would be the first on here around about 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon uh, if Celtic don't win um, and that they the, the Investigation of Neil's right to be the Celtic manager On a permanent basis would begin then It is absolutely crucial for him That he wins that match on Sunday You can get away with A not very great display against Hearts at Tynecastle But saved by an Odson Edward late goal You can get away with a highly mediocre game against Dundee Again saved by an Odson Edward goal You can get away with a goalless draw with Aberdeen at Celtic Park No harm done in the long run But you cannot get away with mediocrity Or anything else against Rangers at Celtic Park If the game was at Ibrox and you lost it These things happen I was you, I was a part of the squad where Neil was on trial If you like before when Tony Mowbray got the sack And I think it was seven games perhaps left Six or seven games And one of those games was against Rangers And I thought it was huge for Neil to win that game to get the job and it was at Celtic Park And we won it uh, It was a night game We won it 2-1 two, uh, I think it was And it was a huge victory for him He also won the other games round about it But I think a lot of fans Looked at that game Because Rangers were runaway Weeders that season I mean we were so far behind them We were so poor that season But Neil coming in And winning a few games But then winning against Rangers And bear in mind He had that disappointment Against Ross County in the Cup mm-hmm. Which could have went against him But I think the win against Rangers was hugely important I think you're right Hugh I think um, This Sunday It's it's along the same lines mm. As well as the other game to come Big thanks to Alec on the line 01419511025 To join him on Twitter as well uh, Gordon Hugh in the Mushroom McLeish <laughs> has played 12 games so far In his second spell as manager He's lost 7 games out of the 12 If that isn't a sign showing that he's not good enough Then I don't know what is That is a tweet sent in by Michael uh, Yeah I don't think you could really Defend the record as such This time around Hugh Three words Results driven business mm. And I, I think it, again When we go back to when Strachan Was, was manager And was that a calendar Was that a calendar year We were undefeated I think the fans still remember that And although we didn't qualify For the two tournaments They still had this thing that 
yeah, we are going places. We're undefeated. And now to go, you know, seven defeats in 12 and three embarrassing, real embarrassing ones in there doesn't look good. Mm. Are, you put, are you seriously putting Israel away as, as embarrassing as those other two? Not as embarrassing, but still. The third most embarrassing. Oh, it's, oh, it's, We've got a league table now. Oh, that's a league table of embarrassments. Yeah. That's where we're at. Great. 01419511025 is the number. Craig in Cumbernault has dialed. Hi, Craig. Hi, Gordon. Mark, you. Hello. Um, I, I think I've listened to a lot of the conversation tonight. Um, you know, I, I do agree that I think Alec McClish's time is, is up as. Scotland manager um, but I think there's other problems with this as well I think there's the, my two points are I think the players seem to just get away with it all the time they seem to be able just to walk away go back to the league business put in performances for the clubs and just completely forget about how poor they were for the national team until the next time the game comes up I think you know, that's not right and you've got players who you know McLeish will field a team on that park against Kazakhstan not one of them wanted to be there they couldn't be bothered then at half time, you've got Callum McGregor, who's supposed to be the captain, having a bit of confrontation with James McFadden and sort of pushing him out of the way. Now, he's experienced poor results at Celtic, right? He's been beaten 7 0 um, by Paris Saint Germain, 7 2 by Barcelona. They've had a couple other poor results. I have never once seen Callum McGregor walk up and, and do that kind of thing to John Kennedy at Celtic or anybody else. So, you know, for a start, I thought that was highly inappropriate. And then when I listened, to the you know yourselves later on that night, you were all defending it as if it was okay. It's not. You know he's supposed to be the captain, and what you know Scotland or not, if he wouldn't do that at Celtic after a poor result, then he should be doing it mm. at Scotland. Well, yeah, I, I don't, just to be clear, I, I can see why we maybe gave off that impression, Craig. I don't think we're trying to say it was okay. I think we were trying to say, Hugh, that it was a result so bad yeah. that a wee push between a player and the, the coach was. Insignificant in comparison But there yeah, we go As I understand it It's a misunderstanding Callum McGregor As captain Wants all the players to go To the fans Who have travelled 3,500 miles To be in Kazakhstan And doesn't know why Scott McTominay Has disappeared up the tunnel So there's a misunderstanding there And uh, You know the, the James McFadden Tells Callum McGregor Exactly what's taking place So It's a misunderstanding Anyway, what about the larger, the, the, the wider point? The wider point uh, is about the, the team selection and the players that get selected. Mm-hmm. I think that there are players, we've got really talented football players and I, that don't get called up to the Scotland team. And part of the reason they don't get called up is maybe the division they're playing or whatever else. You've got, we're talking about players who don't want to be there. Stephen Dolby said it'd be a dream to get back in the Scotland team. He scored 38 goals this season. You've got Oren Shankland. Between him and Dolby, they've scored 70 odd goals. But people look at it and go, oh, well, it's a championship and they turn their nose up. Like, that's still not a great achievement. They're, you know, well, none we, of the- We've got players here who have been criticised by callers and it's their entitlement that that's why we're here. Come on, tell us what you think. But we've got players here who are in the, the premiership who are getting criticised. So there is no basis for going to Stephen Dobie. Or to Lauren Shanklin With respect to both There is no basis For going to them And asking them to make a difference To the full international squad It is uh, With respect to you sir An irrational idea yeah. there's, a, there's a reason though That these players are picked for Scotland uh, Craig It's because They are the best Now you may get one or two You know You're looking at guys like Snodgrass and things Who may have other problems But you think 
he should be in the squad. And people you know, have said, you know, Liam other, Cooper near Liam the top Cooper, of the championship. Yeah, you're right. Liam Cooper should be in the squad because they're playing at an outstanding level. You know, very, very high level. And again, guys like Snodgrass probably should be in the squad because he's an outstanding player. Stephen Doby and Lauren Shankland are very good players at the level that they play at. And Stephen Doby, I think, chooses to play at that level because he gets success. I think, you know, other clubs may be interested in him, but I think he knows that that's his level. To go to Scotland is entirely different. And we always get the argument. We had it when Strachan was the manager. We probably had it before Strachan and so on that people say, this squad isn't good enough. Such and such should be playing. Well, they're not playing because... They aren't good enough to get in the squad. These players are the best we've got, unfortunately. And unfortunately, they're not good enough to beat Kazakhstan. But they are good players. Andy Robertson, Champions League final, probably are a very good chance of winning the Premier League this season. I mean, McTominay ran the show in Paris. Good, good players. I know he's not playing for Scotland, but good players in a good squad. We just need somehow to get the best out of them. Final word to you, Craig. I mean, uh, uh, I half agree with the guys there. You know, I think you know they'll be on that. You know, okay, the level he's playing at, but I mean, you can't tell me that Stephen Dobie's not good enough to play against Kazakhstan or San Marino. I also think that not just Stephen Dobie. That you know, the other name that I thought was glaringly missing was Matt Ritchie. He's been playing brilliantly for Newcastle the last few months. They've That's Matt Ritchie's really. fault. Yeah, to That's be fair, Craig, I don't think Matt Ritchie has shown a great desire to be in previous squads. Um, so I think that's maybe part of the reason. Well, maybe. I just think it's we've got a very young team and we needed to bring young players up. The problem is, when I look in that park, I don't see the experience. I don't see the elder mm. statesman that we've always had, whether it was Barry Ferguson or Scott Brown or other players like that, even Craig Gordon. We don't have that experienced head on oh, the park. The, the that, that's undeniably true. I told yeah. you, what was it, 87 caps between yeah. the starting 11 and Thursday? Absolutely, but I don't buy in entirely to this it's a young squad and a young team I read that the average age against Kazakhstan was 24 24 it's yeah, hardly hardly baby time no I know that but but we can't talk about it in other realms of football and then ignore it when it suits us we, I thought it was widely acknowledged that you always at least needed a bit of experience to, to help you out when things aren't going well and we don't have it yeah but we can't magic up that person Scott Brown retired uh, and there is no facsimile of Scott Brown, so we'll just need to maybe wait. if Snodgrass played though, I, and I, Fletcher. I think, I think was they there. are missing a voice on the park now. Callum McGregor, I, I think, is a fantastic player. Captain material for Scotland, I'm not so sure. You know, but then I, who I'm else sure. would you give it to? On the I, night? I, I don't know, Gordon. That's that's a good point, but I'm not sure he's the one to dig mm. people out. I'd have given it to McKenna. You know, the he's another one. You know, big centre half playing for Scotland as captain. It's happened. Down throughout history uh, Okay let's leave that one there Thanks to Craig and Cumbernauld Robert Park sent the question in tonight To fulltime at Clyde1.com He's looking for the last 12 players To score for Scotland At a World Cup You've got John Collins Craig Burley Mo Johnson David Neri I said score for Scotland So to those of you suggesting Tom Boyd No Strachan mm. <laughs> Yes 86 Mexico Put his leg up on the board didn't he Joe Jordan Yes Italia 90 uh, no, you're a f- you're a few years out on the oh. 86. Joe Jordan, no, 82. <laughs> no, only eight years out. What about Stuart, the Soviet Stuart Union? McCall? No, was that the Euros? Stuart McCall is one against is Sweden. Ita- Italian no. yeah. Right, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven of twelve. Get the answers next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. To the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Hugh Evans are here And they are racking their brains for this full-time teaser It was sent in tonight by Robert Park He sent it to fulltime at Clyde1.com So that's the address you need to contribute a question uh, Fulltime at Clyde1.com Name the last 12 players to score for Scotland at a World Cup You're doing alright Going in order, reverse chronological order John Collins, Craig Burley, Stuart McCall Mo Johnson Gordon Strachan Then you've missed a few And you've got David Neri And Joe Jordan And Stuart McCall Stuart McCall Yeah I think I said him Did I not? Collins, Burley, McCall Johnson, Strachan, Neri, Jordan Okay Did uh, Brian McQuay? Nope Did John Robertson Is he on there? Yes Yeah Spain 82 Come on Hugh I thought you were smarter than Gordon Dale, but now I'm. <laughs> oh, he, de- oh, he, de- oh, he definitely is. Let, let's be under no illusions. His memory's not great, though, when it comes yeah. to things like this. I said to him, Italian, I mean, you must have been there. You should, you should see the fun we have with him and DJ on a Friday doing the teasers. Oh, I've listened. You weren't at Italia 90, no? I wasn't, no. I thought I, you'd been there. I can't believe the drivers insulted the passenger. <laughs> there he goes, getting that in again, so Mark Wilson can't refuse yeah. him a lift home. It's all very calculated stuff. Um, right, one come on, one more guess each. Kenny Diglish. Yes. Mm. He's quite he's pretty worrying that it took yeah. you twenty minutes to even guess his name. I no, but I did say to you Kenny Diglish must be one and he he gave me a blank look. Right, you've only got three to get, so we'll leave it there. Ian is in Bears Den, he's a Partick Thistle fan, but I think it's Scotland that's on your mind, Ian. Yeah, it's been absolutely shocking the last week. Mm-hmm. Um I think they got rid of Strachan too early. Strachan was very unlucky not to qualify. He seemed to be turning the team around, and the press kind of hounded him out, and he left. They say get rid of him. Uh, McLeish was not the right pick. Obviously, he was second choice from Michael O'Neill. But after seeing San Marino getting pumped 5-0 by Cyprus, he goes and plays four at the back against them. I mean, surely you're going to have to go there, score a battle with the goals and get the confidence back and get the fans on your side. But to go with a defensive team like that against the worst team in the world, we just lost 5 0. There's no excuse for that. What, what would you have played at the back then, Ian? I'd have played three at the back. But I wouldn't, that, listen, I wouldn't say four was then that's, that's, defensive. That's three centre backs compared yeah, to two. And I think you've got Adorno and Robertson who kind of play that role as attacking full backs rather than defensive. So I wouldn't say it was. Uh, I wouldn't say it was defensive In terms of striking You know I was one for Gordon Strachan staying on I would have liked to have seen Gordon Strachan Work with a younger group of players The squad he had And And failed with And in the second time The younger players were coming through And there was a lot of people shouting for them I still believe it wasn't right Just to throw in young players Into a, a Halfway through a qualifying campaign And he stuck with players Gordon's very loyal that way but I, I would have liked to have seen him working a fresh campaign with a fresh group of young players can I, to see can what I also happened. just refute that allegation that Ian made about the press hounded him out. The press loved Gordon Strachan. And also, the press were wary of Gordon Strachan because he had uh, a vicious tongue if he thought that he could send you up uh, and if you'd said something stupid. So the press loved him because he was good copy. And they were also wary of him in case he tore strips off them. So 
The press did not hound Gordon Strachan out. Ian? I beg to, I beg to disagree with you. you. Give me an maybe example. Not, no, maybe not you personally. Give me an example. A lot of people. Give me oh, an yeah, example. I can't bring one exactly to mind, but there was plenty. And I think that's one of the reasons he was happy enough to go in because so he was fed up with it all. There were plenty, but you no. just can't think of one. To be fair, Ian, there cannot be many international managers, if any, that, that survived two failed qualification campaigns in a row, are there? Probably not. Uh, he, he seemed to be turning things around. He got as close as to qualifying for the MDLs in the 20, 18 years mm. before him. So he should have been given a lot, one more go, I thought. Do you want them back? I would take him back in a minute. If he was willing to come back, I would get rid of my quest now and put striking in right away. I don't think, I don't think Gordon would... Would take the job I don't think Perhaps the relationship Is Is that strong Between him and the hierarchy At the SFA So I, I wouldn't uh, Imagine he'd be back Anytime soon We're a bit short on time So let's squeeze in Paul and Crookston And see what he makes of it Hi Paul Oh hi Gordon Hi uh, Hugh and, and Mark First time I've t- spoke to The Mushroom Man So uh, oh, nice to hear Big moment for you Brilliant Must be a highlight <laughs> for you uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just uh, again All this talk about Scotland Just a uh, wee tuppence worth I wanted to say um, and see what you guys think just wanted to pick you up and Gordon uh, where we comment you'd said it's not, no, don't want to get into it or anything but you'd said something about um, players surely don't down tools for, for managers or something like that on Friday it was something I heard no, I think Paul it was just in response I'll clear up exactly what it was I just meant what you always hear after a bad result you always from a fan's perspective and I've been there myself you always hear the players aren't trying and what I'm trying what I was trying to explore is sometimes it and Mark can tell me having played It might look like you're not trying But d- 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 do you think oh, No, I, I heard what you said There's no way that players don't try It's just not there But sometimes I don't know what Perhaps a manager or... can get that extra 10% out of you That just right, well, m- makes you better Makes you win games Fortunately, it looks like just, It's not happening for us just now Just to say that I, Well, I mean Mourinho comes to mind Chelsea definitely didn't try a leg And, and Paul Pogba Absolutely definitely Didn't try a leg And then obviously When you see the new management Come in I agree with you saying You get the extra percentage And, and so on I've, I've seen it with Countless managers Over the years But um, I was going on to Scotland I, I do think Why do the SFA Maybe you and, and yourselves Can tell me the reason Why this is the case Why not just spend A bit more money And bring in A high quality manager It's obviously something To do with salary I would think I'll Maybe give, I'll I, give I, I you, don't know the facts About Mike O'Neill And whatever But I'll give you a very simple answer Someone like him I'll give you a very simple answer to your question. There's no money. Why Why do you think they had to go to Sir Tom Hunter and Lord Willie Hockey to get money to help buy Hamden from Queen's Park? Because they couldn't do it on their own. They lost their main sponsor and have not replaced the main sponsor. They do not have the kind of money that would be required to go and get what we would call... A marquee signing as manager They don't have the money for it Very quickly Paul I'll give the final word to you But we are running out of time So on you go Yeah well I'll be on optimistic I think <laughs> uh, Let's go for Scotland Hopefully Doing a bit of Doing the nation proud In June time And uh, at least we've got that Nations League Opportunity banked as well So it's not all doom and gloom is it? So hopefully that's a wee Nice way to finish it. There we go I like that Paul Finish on a positive note We've not had any For about the last week So I don't mind that at all Right what are you two Got in the teaser I'm struggling Still um, looking for another Two Three Three mm-hmm. I, You sure mm-hmm. Yes 
Right, they're all from 82 New Zealand Dalglish scored Robertson scored Dennis Law No, 82 Someone got <laughs> someone got a double Who got a double? It's New Zealand mm. Alex McLeish No oh, Come right. on Hugh If you say that again I'll take the bus <laughs> who, scared, who scored against the Soviet Union? Joe Jordan and who else? Got a big Rangers connection Oh come on I'll give his initials He'll scoosh it G.S G.S Are you joking me? He's like, the worst field Impressive he's Impressive Scotland players Liverpool Rangers Graeme Souness Graeme Souness Graeme Souness If he'd been this vocal At Celtic Park <laughs> He might still be there <laughs> What do you call it When you've got no hair? Bald Steve Archibald, Archibald. Oh, he's a hopeless John Walk. we need to go Callum Gallagher's up next We're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock We're out of time